You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. As we end the year, there's a lot of parties. Uh, I stopped counting uh, the parties that I attended at uh, uh, number nine. After nine, uh, I, nine parties, I already stopped counting. There's a lot of parties, there's a lot of food, and uh, looking at some of us here, we gained a little weight. But, uh, <laughs> so that's about cele- uh, celebrating God's goodness, right? Now, I just want to continue to say this, that Every year, at the beginning of the year, we start the year with prayer and fasting and consecration. And so this is something that's really uh, uh, very important and dear to us as a Victory family. I would like to invite all of you to take part of this. It's a time of prayer, time of fasting, time of uh, seeking God and seeking God's purpose for us for 2018. Again, it's going to happen on January 8 to 12. Every night, we will have a prayer meeting in, the, in our facility over at the Festival Mall, 7 p.m. So I hope to see you there. 2017 is about to end. This is the last Sunday of the year. In fact, the last day of the year. We don't even have the whole day. It's just a couple of hours before 2017 finally closes and 2018 opens up, right? Looking back, uh, I remember the start of the year. Start of the year... 2017, the first week of this year, we were at Asian Hospital. What a way to start the year, right? 2017, we were at Asian Hospital. Uh, Me and my wife, we were there at uh, ER, and I remember Pastor Ariel praying during prayer and fasting, and uh, he he prayed for us. That was the start of the year. And so we thought that 2017 would be not a good year for us. Imagine starting the year in the hospital. But so far, 2017 has been a great year for us. So there are a lot of things uh, happening all around us. Before the year ends, um, two of our staff had a family member uh, passed away before Christmas. Can you imagine that? Uh, you know, things happen 2017. Our family, in our family uh, alone, um, we have uh, uh, two relatives who also uh, passed away uh, before, before Christmas. A lot of things really happen all around us, and um, these things uh, can um, affect us. But not all of, all of these things are, are good. Some of them are hard and, and, and troublesome. That's why it's very important that we deal uh, with these things and, and make sure that, does not, that it will not affect us uh, in the days or in the years to come. So uh, we know that life goes on. The grace of God is with us. And no matter what, whether mountaintop experiences or dark valley experiences, the Lord is with us. Amen? Can we just pray right now and thank the Lord? Let's pray. Let's just bow down our heads. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your faithfulness, for your grace, for your mercy, for your strength, for your healing, for your provision upon us this year, 2017. Lord, we thank you that no matter what we went through, no matter what we're going through right now, one thing remains. You are always with us, and you will never leave us. You will never forsake us. Lord, as we go on to 2018, Lord, we acknowledge you. Lord, if you have been faithful this year, you will continue to be faithful next year. 
For you are the God who does not change. You're the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. Lord, we commit to you our year. We know your plans for us, Lord, are good, pleasing, and perfect. We know that you have a wonderful will, a beautiful will for each and every one of us. And so, Lord, we are welcoming your will. We're welcoming your beautiful plans upon our lives. And by faith, we are thanking you and we are committing to you our 2018. Let your name be glorified. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can we give God praise? <laughs> Preparing for the preaching, year-end preaching, I was looking at the internet and saying, what are the top news? What are the things that happened for 2017? Well, number one, Donald Trump was elected president, right? Uh, we have uh, nuclear threats from North Korea this year also. Uh, we had terrible things happening in Las Vegas, the shooting in Las Vegas. Right now, new terrorist attacks, they use um, uh, vehicles to ram pedestrians. So, so these are not so good things, ugly things actually. In the Philippines, well, what are things happening? Our passport, we now have a 10-year validity in our passport, right? And five years for our driver's license, that's, that's really good. Another thing that people are rejoicing is the tax reform. And so, yes, and so the, hopefully this new uh, tax reform bill would, would uh, give us more, uh, give people more take-home pay, right? But they say they will tax uh, the gasoline and cars next year. That's why a lot of people bought new cars this year. Did you buy a new car this year? A lot of people bought new cars this year because next year the, the prices of cars would just increase, right? Marawi happened also. Uh, this year, 2017. So many things happen that affect us. And not all of, all of them are good. And they have a negative effect on us. We need to learn to deal with these uh, emotions, things that affect us rightly, or else it will haunt us days to come, even years to come. Another thing in social media is this. I don't know if you received this. I received this. A lot of friends sent this to me. I don't know if you also received this. It's like a clock. Touch the clock and pass it on. Uh, basically, it's saying 2017, all the stress and all the uh, disappointments will disappear, all the frustrations and, and hardships. And it's saying that it's being erased, right? It's being, uh, who among you here received this? Yeah, a lot, right? And did you pass it on? I did not. <laughs> and so, 2017, <laughs> yeah, 2017 being erased, and then 2018, a declaration of strength, a declaration of prosperity, then it's saying a declaration of all the wonderful, beautiful things, uh, you know, uh, health that's going to be exciting. So, it's really uh, the erasure of 2017 and also the proclamation of beautiful things, wonderful things of 2018. A lot of things we want to forget, and a lot of things we want to look forward to. Uh, a comic strip, uh, Peanuts, right? Uh, this strip, uh, so we see Charlie Brown and, and uh, is that Lucy? Charlie Brown and Lucy, so they're playing baseball, right? And so there was a fly ball, and it's on, it's on uh, Lucy's alley, right? He's about to catch it. And easy ball, no problem. He's going to catch it easy, but somehow she missed it. And she says here, I thought I had it, but suddenly, say to me, suddenly. Suddenly I remembered all the others, other fly balls that I missed. 
Suddenly she remembered all the failures. Suddenly she remembered all the, the things that she missed. And that caused her to miss the fly ball. And it says, the past got in my eyes. We might be too, too focused on the things of the past that are missing out on the present. Yes, we have failures, we have frustrations, we have disappointments. If we focus too much on the past, we miss on the current opportunity that God is giving to us in the present, even for 2018. That is what we will talk about in this main text, in our text this afternoon. Join me as we read Genesis chapter 41, verse 50 to 52. This is the account or part of the account of the life of Joseph in the land of Egypt. So read with me now from verse 50 to 52. Before the year of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph. Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of Nun, bore them to him. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For he said, God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's house. And the name of the second he called Ephraim, for God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Let's all pray. Lord God, we thank you for indeed you are the Lord and you are God whom we worship. Our lives belong to you. Lord, today we pray that your spirit will just enlighten our hearts. Speak to your people. Let your people be blessed and let your name be glorified. And this we pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. A little background on the text. So it talks about the life of Joseph. We know Joseph, right? Joseph the dreamer, yeah? Okay, Joseph had a dream. A dream of prosperity, a dream of, of, of uh, a promise of, of power, a promise that even his, uh, the whole family would bow down to him. But the thing is, this promise led Joseph to the pit. You know the story, right? All his brothers got uh, envious and they got angry. He, they throw Joseph to the pit. Uh, um, considered as dead, Joseph was uh, sold as a slave. And as a slave, he uh, served in the house of Potiphar. He did really, really well. That's really good. And, uh, but the thing is, Potiphar's wife took notice of him and uh, seduced him, but Joseph ran away, but uh, leaving his cloak. And now uh, he was accused of sexual harassment. From pit, Joseph now finds uh, himself in prison. And in prison... Uh, he still did very well. He said uh, he served uh, the warden. He became assistant to the warden. And the time came when he was called to the palace. Pharaoh had a dream. Joseph uh, was given the grace of God to interpret that dream. There's going to be seven years of plenty versus seven years of famine. And so the Pharaoh asked, what shall we do? And he says, well, appoint someone uh, with the wisdom of the Lord to administer and govern the affairs of the land. And so Pharaoh uh, assigned Joseph as governor, second in command of the whole of Egypt. And so this is where our text uh, uh, lies. Before the famine, before the famine, Joseph was uh, uh, second in command in the whole of Egypt. And this is what we want to highlight. God has given him two sons. The first son, he named Manasseh, meaning 
God has made him forget. Say with me, forget. God made him forget all his hardships. He went through the pit. He went through prison. And right now, if you can imagine the heart of Joseph, probably his, his heart is filled with resentment, bitterness, anger against the people who harmed him, against his family. But see, Manasseh, the name that he gave, because God made me forget all my hardships. The second born, he named Ephraim. Say with me, Ephraim. For God made him fruitful in the land of his affliction. So two words, to forget and to be fruitful. These things we want to look out, look out for as we prepare for the coming of 2018. Essential things to consider as we prepare. Let's consider what are the things that we need to stop? What are the things that we need to continue? Preparing for 2018, what are the things that we need to start? Right? We need to stop looking at the past. We need to continue to be fruitful in the land. And we need to start actively or even aggressively pursuing God's purpose for our lives. So let's go through them one by one. Stop looking at the past. You see, just like Lucy, it's so hard to embrace or grasp the glory of the future if we are holding on to the misery of the past. We need to learn to forget. What does it mean to forget? Let's talk about that. Verse 51. Joseph called the name of the, of, of the firstborn Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's house. Manasseh means to forget. See, the background, as we know, it was not an easy route for Joseph. How we wish that when we become Christians, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that everything would just go well, right? It's a smooth sailing from here. But that's not the way it is, right? We still face giants. We still face challenges. We still face disappointments. In fact, most of the time, I hear this. Pastor, bakit ganun? Nung naging Christian ako, dumami yung problema ko. Di ba? When we, when we confess and, and, and surrender our lives to Jesus, it seems that all the problems and challenges would come our way. Why is it that way? Well, a little background again. It was not easy for Joseph. It was never easy from, for any of the characters in the Bible. Consider Job. Consider Noah. Consider even the New Testament saints, even the disciples, Peter and, 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 and John. It was not easy for them. It was not easy for Jesus as well. God says, all the hardships of Joseph, God has made me forget. It is God. It's, it's God who made Joseph forget the hardships, forget all the pains. Joseph did not just do this on his own, but it's by the mercy of God that as he recalls the, the, the situations, circumstances, events, of the past, God would allow him to forget the pain. It's not that he does not remember. It's just that he chose to forget. The question is, 
How did God make Joseph forget the past? Did God give Joseph an amnesia? You don't know who you are anymore? That happens during Christmas, right? You don't know who you are. Sino inaanak mo? Inaanak ba kita? Or that happens if you owe somebody money, right? Like, oh, may utang ako sa'yo. You, you forget. But it's not that. It's not, it's not like finding Dory. That did not happen to, that did not happen to, 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 to Joseph. But God made Joseph forget. You see, the function of the mind, our minds, a healthy mind, its function is not to forget. But its function is to remember. Our minds, a healthy mind, is to remember. Sharp memory. But the Lord caused Joseph to forget. Meaning, to let go. Not, not to remember, but to let go of the pain. To let go of the bitterness. To let go of the fear. To let go of, of the anger. To let go of the frustrations. There are things that we need to forget. Not meaning not to remember, but meaning to let go. To move on from the disappointments of 2017. To move on from, from, from the frustrations of 2017. Move on and let go. Look at the person beside you and say, mag-move on ka na. Because God is doing a new thing. We don't live in the past. We don't stay in the past. But God has a glorious future for each and every one of us. Amen? God has something really great for us. So more accurate meaning of Manasseh is not to forget, but because Manasseh signifies that things have moved on for Joseph. Things have moved on. Even as he recalls his father's house, we are to move on. There are greater things. God will show us greater things. God will, the, the story of God in our lives has not yet ended. God is still building His testimony in our lives. Every problem that we face, every situation that we face is a testimony for God in our lives. When we face a problem, when we face a situation, the stage is set for God to deposit a lesson in our hearts, for God to mold our character, to form us, and for God to reveal Himself to us. How else will we know God as a provider if we have not experienced lack? How else will we know God as the healer if we have not experienced illness? How else will we know that truly God is comforter if we have not mourned? In every situation, God is present. Amen? He is molding, forming, shaping us, and allowing us, allowing us to know Him in an experiential way. Not just the God that we know from the Bible, but a God of experience. So we can say that the God of the Bible is real. He is alive, and He is involved in all areas of our lives. Amen? Can we give God praise? In this journey of life, we are never alone. God's hand is upon His people, molding us, shaping us, forming us to become like Him. Going back to our text, God has made me forget all my hardships 
and my father's house. In Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19, it says there this. Can we all together read this passage? All together now? Ready? Let's read. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in a desert. This is God's proclamation to his people, Israel, as they were going through the wilderness, saying, I'm making a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Remember not the former things. I like it. I like how NIV says it. New International Version says this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Do not dwell on the past. There are things in our past that has the power to hold us back and to keep us down. Let us not dwell on the past. Let's keep on pursuing the wonderful things of God for our lives. He says, I am doing a new thing. Can you say with me, new thing? Say with me, new. This coming new year, let us get ready for the new things of God. Are you excited? Really? You see, if it's new, that means it is not familiar. Something that you have not seen before. Something that you have not experienced before. It's unfamiliar, uncommon, unknown yet. It's new. You have not seen it. Unknown yet. And it can be uncomfortable. Because it's new. That's why people would like to stay with the old. The old ways of doing things. We want to stay in our comfort zone. This is the way we do it before. We did it before and that's the way we do it now. People are resistant to new things. But you see, God is saying, I am doing a new thing. Will you welcome the new things of God with faith and with confidence? He's doing a new thing. And with this new thing that God is doing in our lives, He's calling us out of our comfort zones and into the courage zone. When he spoke to Joshua, he says, Be strong, be courageous. I am with you. Go take on the new territory, the promised land. God has a promise for each and every one of us. Amen? You see, God is faithful. He has not forgotten the promise. He has a promise for you. He has promised for me. But he's saying, I am about to do a new thing. And this new thing you don't know about. You have not seen this yet. Rivers in the desert, away in the wilderness, unheard of. But are you ready for the unheard ofs of God in your life? Getting ready, having courage and saying, yes, Lord, I am ready for the new thing that you're about to do. I don't know what it is yet, but I am trusting in you. So I'm declaring this to you. There are new things that are about to happen. Amen? Because God is bringing you and me, the church, from glory to glory to glory. Deeper experiences with Him. More mountaintop experiences with our God. Are you ready? Let's give God praise. Thank you, Lord. That is what's exciting for the new year. Knowing that God is with us and is doing a new thing in our lives. We need to contend. We need to have courage and press on 
content for the promises of God. This year is, again, about to end. Probably you're holding on to some promises. Remember, at the beginning of the year, we had some faith goals. And so you put up your faith goals. I don't know what they are. Maybe travel, maybe savings, maybe uh, in relationship, maybe in the areas of health, maybe in the areas of uh, praying for our family members, for them to be saved. And that's, those are promises of God. Let's hold on to the promises of God. Let's contend for the promise of God. Let's press on. Let's not, let's not let go. But let's press on to the promises of God. For the promises of God, he who promised is faithful. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 13 to 14, it says there this, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We press on. We are called to build our faith muscles, to continue to trust God in, in all and every area of our lives, finance, relationships, family, ministry, career. We are to press on, keep the faith, conquer new territories, claiming the promises of God, moving forward. In Luke 9.62, it says, uh, Jesus says, no one who puts his hands to the plow looks back and looks back is worthy of the kingdom. We look forward. We keep on looking forward. It's hard to go forward if we keep on looking backwards. Imagine driving all the way from your house to Akasha Hotel in reverse. Just looking at your rear view mirror, right? And you go reverse. It's quite difficult to move forward, but yet looking backwards. Let us stop looking back and press on. Let go of the bitterness. Let go of the anger. Let go of the frustrations. Don't carry that over to 2018, okay? Today we will pray. Before we end, we will pray. And we will submit these things to God. And we're saying, Lord, these things we submit to you. And we will not bring this over to 2018. Number two, continue to be fruitful in the land. Let us be fruitful in the land. Verse 52, the name of the second he called Ephraim. For God made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. It is God who causes his people to be fruitful. It is God who causes us to prosper and to be successful. Let us not think that we are prospered or we become successful because of our own giftings, abilities, competencies, experiences, skills, and talents. Bottom line, all these things come from God. And we consider Him who blesses us. He says, do not forget the Lord, for it is the Lord who gives us the ability to produce wealth. God causes us to be fruitful. In the words of Joseph, he says, God has made me fruitful in the land. Say with me, fruitful. But not just any land, in the land of my affliction. Even in the desert, even in dryness, even in wilderness, God can bless us. 
in the midst of pain, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of hardships. Yes, hardships are there, trials are there, but it doesn't mean that God is absent. God can still bless you and me in the land where God has put us in. Even in the land of our affliction, God is able to bless us. Remember Abraham and Lot? And so they were discussing, and their people were too many, and they have to separate ways. And so Abraham told Lot, you choose where you want to go. If you go to the left, I will go to the right. If you choose the, the right, I will go to the left. So Lot, what did he do? He chose the most beautiful area, the most prosperous area. And so Lot chose Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham chose whatever is left. But the blessings of God is not on the, just on the land. It's on the purpose. It's on the purpose of God. Even if you are in a land that is afflicted, God can still bless us. In the midst of sorrow, in the midst of pain, God can still bless us. Amen? I remember, uh, I share a story. You know that, uh, well, most of us, um, some of us here know that uh, my wife suffered a ruptured brain aneurysm in 2015. And so, I, so we know that that's a serious case, right? And so we were at, um, uh, where were we? Makati Med. Makati Med. And so the doctor said, okay, we have to clamp down on that aneurysm. And her brain at this point was already uh, hydrocephalus with blood. So they'll have to do two brain operations. One, to clamp down on the aneurysm. And second, is to drain the blood from her head. But they can't do the second operation and after, uh, they have to wait for five days after the first operation. So it's now the fifth day. It's as though it's, we were in ICU, it's now the fifth day. And the pain was so, so, so bad. My role, my role in ICU was to run to the nurse's station and ask when would be the next uh, dose of painkillers. That's, that's what I did for, for while I was in ICU, while we were in ICU. On the fifth day, the pain was so bad. It really hurt a lot to the point that she says, I'm, I'm tired of the pain. Can't even sleep with the pain. We're awake five days now because of the pain. And, says, and she says, the pain is so bad right now. But it was also the schedule wherein she's uh, scheduled for the brain scan so that we can see, the doctors can see if she's ready for the second operation. So she was wheeled into the uh, city scan area and, and uh, the results came out and a miracle happened. The doctor said that her brain uh, miraculously absorbed the blood. No need for the second operation. Praise God, right? Can we give God praise for that? Thank you, Lord. But what I want to drive out here is, drive on here is this. The pain is real. The hardship is real. The pain and the suffering is real. But that doesn't mean that God is absent. God can bless us in the midst of our pains, in the midst of our suffering. The blessings of God is there even in the land of our affliction. God is God. Praise God. Praise God. The secret to fruitfulness, God can bless us so that we can continue to be fruitful. The secret to fruitfulness really is not the land, it's not anything else, but it's abiding in Christ. In marketing, it's always location, location, location. 
right? Acacia is blessed with a good location here in Commerce Avenue compared to other hotels. I think it's the only hotel in Commerce Avenue. So their location is their own marketing, right? So they're blessed with location. Marketing is location, location, location. But with God, it's not the location. It's abiding in Christ. It's the purpose. John 15, verse 5. Read this with me, please. Everybody, let's read. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. God wants to bless us. God wants to make us fruitful. God wants to prosper us and make us successful. God wants to bless us. And I'm declaring this to us today. God wants to bless you to overflowing so that you can continue to glorify God and be a blessing to many. He says, your cup will overflow and goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. The design of God is for overflowing blessing upon our lives. Do you believe this? Overflowing blessing. But see, the blessings are in Christ. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from Christ, we can do nothing. Nothing of kingdom value. Nothing that would glorify God. Everything is found in Christ. The call of Christ for us, God wants to bless you. God wants to make you a blessing. Just abide in Christ. Remain in Christ. 2018 is just a couple of hours away. One thing that we need to continue, we need to continue to abide in Christ. Question, how are we abiding in Christ? In what way are we abiding in Christ? It's a question that we want to see if we want to be fruitful, if we want to be successful, if we want to be in the blessing Blessed to a position that we can be a blessing to others. How am I abiding in Christ? In what way am I abiding in Christ? Things to consider going through 2018. Verse 16 of the same chapter, it says, You did not choose me, the Lord says, but I chose you and have appointed you so that you may bear fruit and fruit that would last. You and me, if we are in Christ, we have been chosen by God, appointed by Him to bear much fruit in whatever sphere of influence God has placed us in. Even in the land of affliction, we will bear much fruit. Chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We belong to God. We are the people of the Lord. Amen? And we are blessed to be a blessing. Once more, can we just give God praise for that? Thank you, Lord. This is nothing of our doing. We did not choose God. God chose us. Look at the person beside you. Just look at the person beside you and say, Praise God. God chose you to bear much fruit. And this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. You want to glorify God? Bear much fruit. We are only fruitful when we abide in Christ, which glorifies God. Apart from Christ, we can do nothing. Number three, 
Stop looking at the past. Continue to be fruitful in the land. Start pursuing God's purpose. Say with me, purpose. You see, God has a wonderful plan, a beautiful will for each and every one of us. He has a purpose for everything in our lives. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, Joseph is saying, For as for you, he's talking to his brothers, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. God has a purpose. Joseph learned to forgive and to let go. Learn to forgive his brothers, learn to forgive the, his family members, and to let go of the pain, to let go of the suffering. I was thinking to myself, if I were Joseph, I was thrown to the pit, considered dead, sold as a slave, wrongly accused of sexual harassment, incarcerated in prison. It's going to be so hard <laughs> to let go of the pain and the resentment and the bitterness. But you see, there is a purpose. Joseph saw the purpose. He saw the reason why God sent him to Egypt. He discovered his purpose in life. He knew that the Lord brought him to Egypt so that many people will be saved, so that many people will be blessed. God has a purpose for you and for me, and that purpose is for us to be a channel of God's blessing to many people. Think about our families. Think about our friends. Think about our communities. Think about the people that we work with. 2017 is about to end. 2018 is about to open up. Let us seek the purpose of God. Let us abide in Him so that we may be fruitful and serve the purposes of God. As we look at the events that happen around us, situations, circumstances, events, not all of them are good. But viewed in the lens of the sovereignty of God upon our lives, we know and believe that everything has a purpose. Amen? One thing that, the, one thing that we can really rejoice, uh, re- rejoice for is we know that God is sovereign. That God is sovereign in our lives. Nothing, out, nothing in our lives is outside the sovereignty of God. That God, He is good. He is in charge. He is in control. And that He seeks out for the best, best things for us, for you and for me. Read this with me. Ready? Let's read. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. All things, not just a few things. Not just a little thing here, a little thing there. All things. We know that God is able to make all things work for our good. Us who are called to His purpose, who love Him and called to His, or called to His purpose, even the negative things, He's able to make things work for good. Our sorrows into joy, our mornings into dancing, our ashes, ashes into glory. Our deserts into garden is able to do this for the glory of his name. He has a purpose. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 to 13. A very familiar verse. Verse 11, so familiar, but I'd like to press on and look at verse 12 and verse 13. And it says there, For I know the plans I have for you, 
God has a plan. God has a purpose. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me. And then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your hearts. Friends, God has a wonderful plan for us. God has a beautiful will for our lives. Plan to prosper us, not to harm us. We are to abide in Christ. Look forward, press on. Seek, run after God's will for our lives. The very reason why we have difficulty in really seeking God's will is because we don't trust God's will as good for us. But once we cross that crosses, but once we cross that threshold of trusting and believing that His will is good, pleasing, and perfect, then we can say, Lord, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Lord, I am hungry, thirsty, wanting, desiring. Nothing else and nothing less than your perfect will for my life. As we look at this verse, it is saying, He knows the plans that He has for us. We're not just being blown by the wind for 2018. No, 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 no. God is in control. He is the author and the perfecter of our faith. He has a plan. He has a purpose for us. And we are called to come and pray to Him and to seek Him. And the promise is we will find Him if we seek Him with all our hearts. Say it me, all our hearts. Matthew 6.33 is another familiar verse. It says, Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto us. This year, 2018, let us all together start actively, even, I'll use the word, aggressively, seek the purposes of God. Seek the desires of God. Let His desires be our desires. That there will be no conflicting desires in our hearts. Lord, let there be a resolution in my heart that I will want nothing else and nothing less than your perfect will for my life. We can stop looking at the past and continue to be fruitful by pursuing God's purpose for our lives. Can I invite you all to stand? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for you paid the price for this purpose, Lord. You, pray, you paid the price for the heavenly call, the upward call for each and every one of us. Lord, thank you for your people. Thank you for your amazing love, unconditional love for each and every one of us. Lord, we come to you right now just as we are. And Lord, if there are any resentment, there are any hurts, there are any bitterness, frustrations that happened because of 2017, Lord, we lay them down to you right now. Lord, I surrender my hurts. Lord, I surrender my bitterness. I surrender my frustrations. I surrender the hurts and the pains, Lord. I, I surrender this to your feet. Lord, I pray and I declare, Lord, that these things will not haunt me, will not keep us down, will not hold us back from pursuing your wonderful will, your beautiful plans for our lives. Lord, thank you 
Lord, you know each and every one of us by name. Would you minister to us, Lord? Thank you, Lord, that you're doing a new thing. Even right now, you're doing a new thing in our hearts. Lord, let it be upon us, just like Joseph. Allow us to let go of the pain. Let go of the bitterness. Let go, Lord, of the anger. Thank you, Lord. We receive a fresh heart from you, Lord. A fresh heart for a fresh start of 2018. Create in us a pure heart, O God, and a right spirit within us. Thank you, Lord, even now. Even now, Lord. Even right now. We're just waiting. It's allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to us right now. Right where you are at right now, God knows you. God knows what's in your heart. Let the burdens be lifted, Lord. Let the yokes be broken, Lord. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Now, Lord, deposit upon our hearts the desire for what you have for us, the desires in your hearts to bless us and allow us to be a blessing to many people. Lord, we receive your desires for us. Let your kingdom come. Let your wonderful will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Upon our lives, Lord, we welcome the things of God for 2018. We welcome your plans, your beautiful will, your wonderful uh, purposes for our lives, Lord. We say yes to your will, Lord. Thank you, God. We welcome everything that's coming from you now. And we give you glory as we commit our 2018 to you. Thank you, Lord. Be glorified. Be magnified. We worship you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Can we give God praise? Thank you, Lord. God wants to bless each and every one of us. And the full expression, the full manifestation of God's blessing is Him sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Lord, Savior, and King. If you are here right now and you have not yet received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if you have not yet received the full blessing of God in Christ, I'd like you to pray this prayer. In fact, I'd like everybody just bow down your heads and just pray this prayer with me. Let us all together pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. Lord, I am filled with many things that does not glorify you. Lord, I confess that I am a sinner and I need a Savior. Lord, I put my trust in you that you are the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of this world. Lord, would you take away my sins now? Thank you, Lord. I come to you just as I am. I confess Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart that Jesus is raised from the dead. And I now receive by faith the gift of eternal life. Thank you, Lord, for the fresh start, the new life that I have with you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give God praise. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, can I invite you just before we dismiss, just come, uh, right after we dismiss rather, come to the front. I just want to speak to you about the decision that you have made. Everybody now, allow me to bless you. Just lift up your hands before the Lord.
Father, thank you for the lives of your people. Thank you for the life of your church. Thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine down upon you and to turn to you, to be gracious to you, and to grant you peace. I declare nothing missing, nothing broken. Wholeness and wellness be upon you for the glory of the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.